0: Morning y'all and happy Friday. I'm Katie Kamen. It's September 15th. On this date in 1963, four black girls were killed when a bomb went off during Sunday services at the 16th Street Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama. Three KKK members were eventually convicted for their roles in the blast. On this date in 2001, days after the terror attacks, President George W. Bush ordered U.S. troops to get ready for war. He also braced Americans for a long, difficult assault against terrorists. And in some more lighthearted news, on this date in 1985, a new Nike shoe hit store shelves for the first time and became a hit. Can you name it? I'll tell you that answer in just a couple of minutes. But first, let's check in on your Friday and your weekend forecast over at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. And good Friday morning to you. Changes on the way and changes I think you'll like. A cold front pushing down to the south. that's going to clear out the sky as we go through this morning into this afternoon. All sunshine, lower the humidity, lower the temperatures as well. About 80 at noon we will be in the low 80s this afternoon. Temperatures will cool down. So 6 o'clock this evening at 80 degrees as we head towards sunset we will drop into the 70s down into the 60s overnight. In fact, 62 tomorrow morning could have some inland spots in the 50s. 84 tomorrow afternoon, that's going to be your outdoor day of the weekend. Sunday, we'll see the chance of showers and storms maybe as early as Sunday morning starting to arrive at 84 and then back to sunshine early next week.
1: You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the Low Country's news leader, Life 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines.
2: The Charleston County Sheriff's Office has arrested a 47-year-old man after he's accused of kissing and inappropriately touching a minor. 47-year-old David George Heichel is charged with third-degree criminal sexual conduct with a minor. According to an affidavit, Heichel kissed and tried to inappropriately touch a 7-year-old. The child was interviewed by Child Protective Services employees and said Heichel kissed them several times on the lips and told the victim he loved them. Heichel was booked at the Cannon Detention Center on a $20,000 bond yesterday.
0: The Beaufort County Sheriff's Office says a 19-year-old is facing charges in connection to a shooting that left one person dead back in June. Makey Moultrie turned himself in to Goose Creek authorities in connection to that late June shooting. Authorities tell us that shooting happened on June 27th when the victim, Brandon Simmons, was found shot in his vehicle on St. Helena Island. Moultrie was later named as a suspect. He's now awaiting a bond hearing at the Beaufort County Detention Center. Disbarred low-country attorney and convicted killer Alec Murdoch, who faces more than 100 state financial crime charges, has an official trial date for those charges.
2: But he wasn't the only one to receive news in a Beaufort County courtroom yesterday. Our Nick Reagan joins us live in the studio right now to explain the other rulings handed down by Judge Clifton Newman. Good morning.
3: Yeah, good morning, Katie Shelby. Not only did Judge Clifton Newman set a date for Alec Murdoch's financial crimes case, but he also sentenced Murdoch's former ally, Corey Fleming, and considered uh, setting a trial date for former Palmetto State Bank CEO Russell Lafitte. Let's start with Murdoch. November 27th will be the next time that we see Murdoch in state court to answer for those financial crimes accusations. Murdoch is accused of stealing $8.8 million from his own clients and another $7 million from his former law firm. His defense attorney, Dick Carpulian wants to delay the trial, arguing that it'd be difficult to get a fair trial within a year of his Double murder conviction. Next week, Murdoch will appear in federal court. His lawyers telling Live Five that he plans to plead guilty to all 22 federal uh, financial crimes Uh, he's also facing as part of a cooperation agreement. Meanwhile, Murdoch co-conspirator and former close personal friend Corey Fleming was handed an additional 20 years in prison. He was accused of conspiring with Murdoch to take money from a wrongful death settlement of the estate of Gloria Satterfield, Murdoch's housekeeper who died following a trip and fall accident at Murdoch's home in February of 2018. Fleming pleaded guilty to state charges ranging from breach of trust, to criminal conspiracy. Fleming is also served. Serving nearly four years for the same crimes in federal prison, the attorney for the Satterfields family had this to say about the ruling.
2: Justice always isn't pretty. It always isn't kind. But justice was done, and we have a system that worked. Um, And I feel like that my clients, even though they have forgiven Corey Fleming and they've forgiven Alex, believe it or not, they haven't forgotten. And I will not forget. And I think it's, um, it's a good day. I think we, we have shown that the rule of law touches everybody equally.
3: And finally, former Palmetto State Bank CEO and Murdoch co-conspirator Russell Lafitte was also in court for a pre-trial hearing regarding his 21 state charges. He was expected to get a state trial court date. However, the judge delayed scheduling the trial until they get more information on where and when Lafitte is expected to report to prison for his seven-year federal sentence. Guys, back to you.
0: Thanks, Nick. The Myrtle Beach man, featured in the Netflix series Tiger King, may not find out until October what his fate will be. A judge postponed Doc Antle's sentencing on his convictions out of Virginia until October 3rd. Back in June, a jury found Antle guilty of two counts of wildlife trafficking and two counts of conspiring to wildlife traffic. The sentencing hearing was yesterday afternoon, but an argument was heard on the motion to set aside the verdict. He still faces faces separate federal money laundering charges, but a trial has not been set in that case. And The community will be holding a special event to honor and remember those who died there, during the terror attacks on September 11th, of 2001, and in the wars since.
2: Tomorrow morning, hundreds of people will gather for the 12th annual Heroes Run
0: on Daniel Island. Our Madeline Jess Kowiak is live where that race will begin tomorrow morning and tells us more about uh, details and what to expect. Good morning, Madeline.
4: Good morning. The race starts here near the Daniel I Island Fire Station near the intersection of Seven Farms Drive and River Landing Drive, which will be blocked off in the morning from 5 until 11 a.m. The event is run by the Travis Mannion Foundation, which is a nonprofit that supports veterans and their families. The foundation says the 9-11 Heroes Run unites communities with the goal to never forget the sacrifices of the heroes of September 11th and the war since, veterans, first responder civilians, and military members. Participants will be running a 5K where they can run or walk with or without added weights. Registration for the event is open until the race starts at 9 o'clock a.m. The race director tells me that each runner's experience will help them appreciate our nation's heroes.
1: Here we are for the 9-11 Heroes Run. It's it's all over the country, and and what it is, it's an opportunity for us to gather together, to remember those who have fallen, to do something in honor of them, do something hard, right? It's 3.1 miles, which isn't super far, right? It's not a marathon or an Ironman, but it's not easy, and we have to do it. And if we struggle with it, then we can remember that. But if we do it in joy, because they gave us that freedom, that's another thing that we can experience, too.
4: The run will also feature a special tribute to 9-11 victims.
1: Right next to me is, is Simmons Park here, and what we'll put what's called the Field of the Fall in here. We'll take the 2,977 names of those that died on 9-11 and 2001, and we'll put each one of them on a card and display that in the field. Then we'll take all the names that are on the registry for the 9-11, deaths, 9/11 illness death. We, we've unfortunately added over 100, I think it's 111 this year, to that list. Um, sadly, someone who lived here locally.
4: Heroes Run officials say there will be a post-race after-party at New Realm Brewing Company here on Daniel Island where they'll be offering smoothies and live music. Reporting live on Daniel Island, Madeline Jaskowiak. Lifehack News.
0: Groups that serve victims of crime in the Palmetto State are getting a boost thanks to almost $32 million in grant money announced by State Attorney General Alan Wilson. Over $10 million of that funding will go toward 32 organizations in Beaufort, Berkeley, Dorchester, Charleston, Georgetown, Hampton, and Horry Counties. The grants consist of four different programs, Victims of Crime Act grants, Violence Against Women Act grants, State Victim Assistance Program grants, and Supplemental Allocation for Victim Services grants. The money will fund victim advocacy, special law enforcement investigators, transitional housing for victims, residential shelters, and more.
3: If you find yourself in need of a service, reach out to your local sheriff's or solicitor's office. Get online and start Googling. Call my office. We can help place you with some of these victim service organizations. But please, ask for help. These people are here to help you.
0: Other groups awarded include nonprofits, sheriff's offices, police departments, solicitor's offices, and state agencies, all sharing a common goal of helping victims of crime.
2: South Carolina's restrictive ban on abortion is now getting hit with another legal challenge from abortion providers. It comes just a few weeks after the South Carolina Supreme Court upheld the law, allowing those restrictions to go into effect. Abortion providers say in the new lawsuit they're asking the state Supreme Court to answer a narrow but essential question. When exactly does South Carolina now ban abortion? The law bans most abortions after the detection of a fetal heartbeat, which Republican lawmakers defined as cardiac activity or the steady and repetitive rhythmic contraction of the fetal heart within the gestational sac. But abortion providers argue cardiac activity and rhythmic contractions could refer to two separate points in a pregnancy. Our doctors,
4: our patients are thoroughly confused. And so we need to be able to answer their questions and serve as many patients as possible.
2: In response to the lawsuit, a spokesman for Governor Henry McMaster says the governor intends to file a motion to intervene as he did with the previous lawsuit. McMaster's office says if the court grants his motion and agrees to hear the challenge, quote, the governor will once again defend the heartbeat law and protect the right to life in South Carolina, end quote.
0: At the beginning of the show, I told you that Nike introduced a new hit on this date in 1985. You're correct, if you said the Nike Air Jordan 1 sneakers made their debut. Celebrating birthdays is Friday. Actor Tommy Lee Jones is 77. Director Oliver Stone is also 77. Actor Josh Charles is 52. And TV personality Heidi Montag is 37. Thanks for joining us for Morning Y'all. Powered by Life 5 News, I'm Katie Cammon. Hope you have a fabulous weekend. I'll talk to you Monday.
1: Morning, y'all, is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's News Leader.